Welcome. You're listening to the Voice of Vedanta podcast from the Vedanta Society of Southern California. Visit us on the web at vedanta.org. Om Apyayantumamangani Vakpranas Chakshuhu Shrutram Mathavalam Indriyani Chasharvani Sarvam Brahmu Panishadam Mahang Brahmanirakurjang Mama Brahmanirakarod Onirakaranamastu Onirakaranangmeostu Tadatmani Nirateja Upanishad Sudharmaha Te Maishantu Te Maishantu Om Shanti Shanti Shantihi Om May all functions of our minds, the works of our bodies and the activities of our senses please the Almighty Lord Brahman who is described in the Vedanta. May we not forget Him. May we realize His presence in us always. May we not be forsaken by Him. May all divine qualities Adorn our souls and bring peace to our minds. Om peace, peace, peace be unto us all. Happy Father's Day and glad to see you all today. So today we'll be talking about one important point what has been always the question of everyone because we are all spiritual seekers. Naturally, question comes in our mind that we are practicing our spiritual disciplines. That's how long? I am doing it two years or five years or ten years. There is a course, no? And everywhere. So you finish that course and that time period is limited. You get your high school by certain such year. You get your college by certain such year. At least one, two years, maybe a little this way, that way. But when shall I realize God? And our topic is how long must we do practice spiritual disciplines? This is a big question. And we want, had there been a very quick response, yes, five years, class course or whatever they call, different courses are available in our field of education that you get a very quick course and finish it shortly. But is it true for our spiritual life or not? Or is there some grace, some people waiting somewhere to help us and there is guarantee that you will get it by this time? This is a real question to be analyzed and understood. Then our spiritual life will be full of blessings because we get too much focused on when to reach the goal without making the enough effort to speed up our journey. If we say that we like to reach New York when, it depends how serious we are. If we are serious, then you start now. Take a plane. Go to the airport. No, I have not booked the ticket. Go and find. No, these airlines have no ticket. Okay, go for other airlines. So that is the point and then you catch and then move. In spiritual life, we really are to be serious about that 
Really we mean it. Really we want it. If you want it, is it so urgent? Or it can wait. I do my this duty, finish that work and go for this mission and that. And then when we'll get time, I will think of God. So this is a very important question and our response is that it depends on the individual and the sincerity of the person, how earnest. Ramakrishna said that people shed tears, jug full of tears for worldly materials. I have not, I need to have it. I got it, I am losing it. But who cries for God? It's a very serious question, who cries for God? Whose need is so urgent? Why am I to think of God at all? If my normal day-to-day life goes on with or whatever, under this situation we are fighting, we are struggling, and can you not be satisfied there? Yes, those who are satisfied, don't think of seeing God or these questions. Sri Ramakrishna said that life's goal is God-realization. And what? Am I to realize God now or this? Hindus will have options, as I say, many options. This life, not next, next life, or you can wait for hundred life, thousand life, nothing. Because you started our journey from single cell amoeba and we have become who we are now. So we can wait for lives and lives. But if it is imminent, then effort should be that intense. And also in this effort, unnecessary restlessness is also not the sign of spiritual growth. It should be very sincere. It should be burning demand from the heart that I am in this world, but nothing is satisfying. It cannot satisfy me because I have seen this, I have seen that, I got it, I got that. And I know the fleeting nature of the world. And if this fleeting nature cannot frustrate me, that's called, it's called divine frustration. Frustration is bad, but divine frustration is good because it takes us to another direction. And that divine frustration leads us to the experience of that joy, unending, of that state where no suffering, no misery can touch. So that is beyond all sins, misdeeds, all dualities of suffering and pain and misery, whatever is, or little fun, little joy, little suffering. No, it leads us to that absolute state of our very being. That's why Upanishad, Mundaka Upanishad has says that when this becomes a serious question, then all the doubts and confusion, is there any God? Am I to think about God? Or philosophizing the theory and then going for argument and cross-argument, it does not matter. This, this does not stay anymore. But the knowledge pulls them into that realization. And that that when one reaches that para, the supreme 
and that limitless, then at that moment, all the sufferings of life, all the doubts and confusions will eradicate from the heart. And all the desires to do something, to make something in the material plane only, that all will evaporate. And we are entangled into this world, as we know, there is some eternal consciousness and there is that apparent reality. We have taken mistakenly the apparent reality to be the permanent one. And we have forgotten what is permanent. And we are very happy with the toys of life. But when this toy will no more please, as the babies are very happy to give some toy to them. But a point comes in the life of toy, in my baby. No more toys don't satisfy them. They throw away everything, Ramakrishna said, and cry for ma, 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 mother. And that is the cry needed. And then when that cry comes, Sri Ramakrishna tells that when you take the name of the Lord and tears trickle down your ears, and then you know God's realization is imminent. Mind has become so pure that the taking simple name of God will fulfill the heart and it will satisfy everything. And that cry, that feeling, that emotion, that spiritual turn, that is the cause of our going back home quickly. If we are very busy in playing, let us play. No hurry. Nothing to be hurried about. Only if one feels hurriedness, that's why in the Viveka Chunamani, beautifully described that this person who is Sangshara Dhaba Nalataputaptam, who is burnt as it were in frozen, burnt into the sufferings of life, as a bonfire have started in his own understanding that whatever is there, it is not pleasing me anything. I got all these things, I experienced all those things, but it does not please me anymore. Then where? Where shall I go? Then Viveka Churamuni Shankaracharya says that when he will be tormented in this way, being dissatisfied with the things in the world, the matter, the material object in the world, then he will run for a teacher. And then teacher will say, Oh, oh teacher, please help me. I am sinking in the ocean of but then death, I am dying. Please, please, Abhumam, please lift me up. Hold me, hold my hand and take me and show me the path of perfection and freedom. And then it says that the guru, the teacher, then comes in life, God sends them and then the, the teacher will give us the assurance that Ma Vishtuk Vidwan Tabunastiyapayo my child, don't get frightened. There is nothing to fear about. There is a way. There is a way to get out of this ocean of birth and death. This suffering and misery. And not, I am not saying it is a theoretical idea. Shankara says that Yenuiva Yata following that path, that spiritual tradition, 
many people have crossed the ocean of birth and death. And you can also do that. And that path I am going to show you. Now, this is the part when the student's condition should be like that. And then we can expect that as urgent is the need, so quick will be their result coming in life. And the peace is imminent in those type of people. But it depends. Teacher may give us the treasure. I may have one point of time as for this experience or I was serious but it should be constant effort to move on and on and on and on. And relentless effort is the point where we are to focus. And not to relax till we reach the goal. Swami Vivekananda said, rise, awake and stop not till the goal is reached. What's the goal? Goal is that when all doubts and confusion will vanish, when we'll see the world not in the way we are seeing now, we'll see that it's pulsating with that divine consciousness, it's pulsating with that joy and blessings. Madhubhata ritayati madhuksharanti shinnava In the eyes of that realized soul, he will see it is all madhu honey. In the air, madhu in the hair, madhu in the waters, in the trees, in the plants, in human beings, in everywhere, we'll see only the flow of that unceasing joy, unceasing bliss. There, stop there. You need not stop. That will, at that point, you will be sucked into it. There, no more effort is necessary. But we'll have to go up to that lane till. So, whole, how long we'll have to practice? This question is very childlike question. Uh, how long? How long you want to be in the world? How long you want to be forgetting your own divine entity? You stay here. That's okay. That's up to you, your choice. And how quickly you want to reach there, it is also your effort, your, your urge, your sincerity, your earnestness. So there is this, our scripture always suggests that it is the effort. Effort is very important. Practice, practice, practice. And what to practice? First to know that there is a goal. There is a treasure. And that is so close and so near in our heart. It is here and now, at this point. But what a pitiable condition of ours. We are crying and weeping and moving in the world, being a beggar every day for little joy, little peace, little happiness. Forgetting the treasure is here itself. The fountain of joy, the fountain of bliss is here within. And that is to be tapped. So I am talking very intensely because the subject is such. Don't mind. <laughs> but you may say that you are talking too philosophical. Uh, how shall we continue our life? Yes. Okay. We'll have to decide how, how much the, we are not ignoring the life. But what we are doing, we are to paying attention to the thing which is to be pointed out, to, to where, where we should have to focus. Life will go on. Life goes on. No one's life is waiting. Every clicking of the clock, life is moving on. You like it, you dislike it, you sleep, you enjoy, you cry, you weep. 
this is moving 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 but how to extract the best out of it how to extract the essential part which the life could have given this life is a really blessing you look at any life that's why shankaracharya says manush this life is very rare durlabham trayameva etat three things are very rare first human birth look at the animal kingdom look at any creature even gods and angels here is the only opportunities for the human being because man can think of the lofty things man can analyze and understand the eternal and non-eternal and this life precious life precious opportunity can be utilized and the best result can be brought out of it there is a song ram prasad ram prasad used to sing ah, he sing that oh you human being you, you are forgetting you have great treasure this human life such precious life and you are keeping it barren you are not you don't know how to cultivate ah and what is the way of cultivation uh, he has given the idea that you plant the seed what is given by guru and then give your bhakti tears of water to the plant and then you see the plant will develop monre krishika janona oh my mind you don't know how to cultivate grow the crop amun manob jamin roilo potit abaz kulle folto shona this human birth is like a very precious treasure and this ground is so fertile it could have but crops of gold and jewel could have been brought out of this life गुरुदत्त बीज रोपण कर भक्ति बारी से देना अमन एका जदि ना परिस मन राम प्रसाद के संगे नेना देन डाइव डीप डू योर प्रैक्टिस एंड इफ यू कैनट टेक हेल्प ऑफ दिस आई हुईज टकिंग दिस हिज सेंग टेक हेल्प ऑफ योर माइंड एंड योर सेल्फ जॉन्टली डू दल्टिवेशन and this life would be blessed so here also the urge is there ramakrishna we see in the life of ramakrishna how intense was his life how intensely he thought that it is oh mother you are here are you there or it is just a mere talk god's presence is a talk is like a child talking or you are here he is talking before the same image where be millions of people are visiting every day or so many years together but he had this question serious question is this world as matter or it is the consciousness and if it is so i must have to know it and he did it in a simplistic way by crying and weeping and praying said ma you are there people have said that you are there people in the past have experienced you ram prasad has realized you Kamalakanto mystic saint has realized and many saints why not me and then crying and weeping and weeping when he reached its optimum 
where this life has no meaning for him. And that moment we find that the vision came and that the image became a living image, living mother with all smile and glory and peace and blessings. And then that mother, radiant mother, radiant light, and that emanated from her, and then it engulfed the whole universe as it were. And he lost himself into that divine love and joy. And then he became what he is. So this is the example given. But also we have to understand. We are talking for this type of extraordinary people. But what about us? Yes, Ramakrishna said, you need not have to do so much. I have done so much. But you do a little bit of it. That little bit is our subjective. Up to our own capacity. Let us understand that whatever spiritual practice we can do, that's not enough for God realization. Why? Who is God? If anything is achieved by any price, that object becomes limited. You, you go to the shopping place and spend $100, you get an object of $100, $1,000, object of $1,000. But that's all limited. But realizing God is not like that, is not a commodity. It is beyond comprehension of our mind. So how to realize that? No practice is sufficient. Enough. No renunciation is enough. No giving up is enough. But we can do our best. And then the grace of the Lord opens. The door opens. And the inner light then shines forth. So this is a very important point. That God cannot be purchased like a commodity. You cannot say, I did 10,000 japa today. So why not God is coming? I did for one month, but it didn't happen. I am fasting for 40 days. It's not happening. That's not the point. We, we also sometimes feel, when I, I probably told you before, when I used to come to our headquarters at Belun Mott, and Swami Premananda Maharaj, I saw these monks and brahmacharis are walking so bright, brilliant, and so sparkling with joy, as if heavenly people are all around. And I heard that time that Swami Premananda, Ramakrishna's disciple, said, if one can stay here for three nights, three days and three nights, then he will realize God. I thought, my God, it's so easy. <laughs> But if I can stay here for three days and three nights, any time, boss, then I am done. <laughs> and then, now I understand, uh, after 50 years, <laughs> a century passed, it is not three days and three nights are not yet complete. <laughs> Meaning, three days and three nights, you should be intense with God and God and God and God. He who comes to Ramakrishna, we say, Ramakrishna is not a man. He who comes to Ramakrishna, they will be liberated. It is a fanatic statement. No. Sri Ramakrishna is not the man. But the infinite Satchidananda in the form which we can grab, we can touch, we can see, we can view. 
but even lives in that awareness and consciousness for three days and three nights, probably that realization will happen. So the point is that our connection with God is how much? It is like one moment and there is a gap of maybe, I do not know how long. And then another thought comes, maybe after five hours, ten hours. Or maybe in the morning and in the night. In between, nothing. So we are disassociated with this reality. We have to be constant in touch with that reality. Follow whatever path you like. Vedanta will say, you live in the consciousness of Vedantic thought. Day and night. Start your journey from the morning. Ah, Shupte. You wake up. And then you go to bed. So all this period of time, Kalang Naid, you have to spend your time. Vedanta Chintaya in the thought of Vedantic principles. What is Vedantic principle? What I see as name and form? There is not the name and form, but it is the truth. I am seeing the name and form, but no name and form is possible without the content. And content is not the flesh and bone, not the mind and intellect, but it is the consciousness. I am describing it as man, woman, trees, plants, but it is all consciousness. To see the consciousness, to see the divinity, constantly, in all our efforts, that is the path to follow. And that how we can keep our awareness in that day and night, as much as we can do, that much is the growth. And also, forget about final experience. This has its own charm. If one can really keep in touch with this divinity, even for a split second a day, the day becomes a sweet day. The day becomes a totally different day. Just to come out of that simple touching that divine here, by meditation, by prayer, by Vedantic analysis, once even a little touch, you say, wow, what is he? This Everywhere is joy. Ah, the tree is good. That day the tree is good. Ah, the plants are good. The environment is good. Breeze, it is good. Or it is water, is good. But if without that touch, everything is bitter, 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 bitter. So this is the point how to see and connect ourselves with this divine entity which is here, which is there. So this should be our major effort. And that effort, as we said, a Vedanta does not give false hopes. So that's why many people don't come here. <laughs> and there is no shortcut means of paying $1,000, $5,000 and getting samadhi. So that's also not available here. But truth is truth. It is a sincere effort and it is our own responsibility. And how quickly we want to gain it, it depends on our own effort and sincerity. Of course, God's grace. We sometimes say, oh, God's grace. That's another tricky area. Yes, God's grace. But as if God is not gracious, that's why I am not, doing, I am not getting anything. And what are you spending your whole day? Oh, that's, that's also God's grace. Oh? You don't want to meditate on God. You don't want to see God. You don't want to remember the divinity in me and in others. 
and then you say it's god's grace as if god is responsible for not having our vision he is the bad guy sitting over there obstructing all our visions and experiences but is we have to understand god's grace is all the time there we have to open up just feel that i cannot see you i cannot talk i cannot feel happiness or misery suffering or pain i cannot do anything unless that consciousness is behind and god as consciousness is always touching me always giving me the support without that you cannot sleep without that you cannot dream without that you cannot do good deeds or bad deeds and still i say when god will help me what's are baba for my support you are working everything you are saying when god will grace me that word is coming because i am there i am behind your speech i am behind your vision i am behind your hearing i am behind your taste and touch and you are ignoring me and saying when god will appear before me so this is to be understood and if we understand that then we can really make our life spiritual that's why the upanishad says vidyate tashang nama rupe when this nama and rupa the name and form is penetrated we 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 get stuck into the name and form we don't see who is behind that when you can penetrate the external name and form nama rupe purusha iti prachate it is called who resides in the heart is the conscious entity that blissful state of reality and that is esho akalo amrito it is beyond time and it is all bliss and peace so we have to practice that to see that penetrating the outer crust of covering and difficulty is there because we are from childhood we are taught to see the world so real now to think that world is real because god is there that additional thought it takes long time to register in the brain and to practice that to feel that way it takes a longer time we have to reconstruct our thinking some we began on the language it is to dehypnotize we have been hypnotized by this thinking that this what i see that is the reality and we have to reconstruct and rethink in a way no 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 i am seeing only the material aspect of it but what is that aspect which is animating all the matter what is the force behind all the forces of the nature what is the beauty behind all the beauties of the nature what is the joy behind all the joys of the universe of course then comes the question what about the evil that's also because of him but his manifestation is little clouded so it is important point to dehypnotize sri ramakrishna used to say mother even today is gone uselessly when the sun used to get in the western horizon used to go down looking at the setting of the sun sri ramakrishna used to really cry and weep more intensely say oh mother divine even today is gone in vain i could not realize you so 
Every day we have to assess ourselves. Really, really. Do we want God? Do we want that which will give us eternal freedom and joy? And is there anything? Yes. Finish those doubts first. Is there anything? That question is different. I am talking for the intense spiritual seekers. If those who have the question, is there God? That Let them start from there. You study the science, study all these things and analyze life and then you will understand, yes, there is something. Intellectually first you understand, then life's lesson teaches us that you have to believe in something, some divine power and then question comes to seek for the truth. So, these are the different stages. But we are talking, we are all here. Those who believe in God, we know we are here for knowing about the path or to awaken ourselves into that consciousness that that God realization is possible in this life and how we can do. That's why we are here. So for us, this is a very serious question. How we can de-hypnotize ourselves. We have hypnotized enough. And there are more attractions and distractions every day to disturb yourself and to get more involved into the world. But will that lead to that state what we are wanting? Involvement in the life will be there. Vivekananda was involved in the life. Ramana Maharshi was involved in the life. But how to involve in light in what angle we will have to view the world and act and interact with the human being in the society, in my personal life, that is to be found out. And that is the search. And that truth is to be followed. That like you have to wait, wait, wait. Don't be unnecessarily anxious to have the quick result. I am doing so many years. But question, did I do really so many years? What I did? If we really analyze our meditation and our spiritual practice, morning I sat for how many minutes? Whatever is our capacity time. I, I am a regular practitioner. Forget those who don't regularly practice. Forget them. But now think that you do regular practice. How long you sit for meditation in the evening, morning, or before going to bed? And during that period of half an hour or one hour, really, really we thought of God how many seconds? And how many seconds we roamed around in the world again in, the, in my mind? So how can I say I sat for one hour in the morning? No, 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 I sat for fraction of a second. So one does net result is fraction of a second. So now you add another fraction, another fraction. So you have to give that time to explore this mystery of life. So that time is to be given and that sincere effort should be. That's why there is a story of the tribal girl whose name was Shabari. She was raised with the, a saint and sage in sage's ashram. She was uh, orphan and she came to that sage whose name was Matanga. And Matanga that, that, that sage raised that girl and then told before his death that Sabari, you do your practice, you call upon God and the Lord will come in person one day and his name is Rama. 
and that lady sincere see it does not need that you have to learn all philosophies of the world you may okay you may not but really waiting for rama and she waited for rama she was a young girl and every day she is waiting today rama may come so getting ready and then plucking flowers and fruits getting ready if he comes then i'll offer flower at his at his feet i'll offer this fruits in the in the forest what else can be collected so she is doing every day ritualistically waiting for the lord to come 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 and she became old and she was tottering on the stick still she continued her practice and suddenly one day rama came and that was the fulfillment of life and then rama gave the advice of nine fold steps how to develop bhakti devotion for god and then after that anyhow she said bas my life's purpose is done and she entered into samadhi so the question is that waiting 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 for god our inner as we wait for anything in the material way suppose someone has lost a job is waiting for the call to come when interview will call when the or you have passed the interview the letter is to come we wait and we are with anxiety hmm? so this divine anxiety or divine discontent when it comes and real genuine search comes and god's grace flows us so what we have to do we are to practice as it is said in the patanjali that abhyaso vairagyabhyam tannirodha we have to practice we have to practice whatever the direction we have got we have read in the books we got from our teachers just to practice to go on doing practice abhyaso and abhyas at the same time vairagyabhyam vairagya means first to understand two things have been juxtaposed together the truth and the untruth they have been mixed together and giving the what is untruth what is changing as permanent and what is permanent as if it is non existing so to analyze this and to hold on what is permanent hold on that is eternal and with that which is temporary mentally you are not to go anywhere only it is a mental process if one can do that abhyaso and vairagya vairagya means detachment that the practice of detachment to the unreal and attachment will will have to live in the body it is not committing suicide but we have to understand that this body is the outer frame but there is something inside which is permanent look at that our daily analysis we do it in our vedanta study you know this this still till to present to the mind suppose suppose who is behind you and me now from morning till now awake and state someone is saying hey i had breakfast this time i did this i did that i am in the lecture i will do that so someone is here inside he is standing behind you or he or she whatever you say or consciousness when you go to sleep you say i slept who is there observing in you sleep who says that you have slept you are the giving the testimony to yourself so the, that i is standing there when you are dreaming 
you say, oh, I dreamt yesterday. Who says, how do you know you have dreamt? Someone in you, as I, has observed this thing. So look at that. There is somebody in you and me and everyone constantly wake, wakeful. Whether you are in the now in the, with eyes open, when you are sleeping with eyes closed, when you are in deep sleep, when you are dreaming, this I is observing all the time. And that observer was yesterday, observed everything. That 10 years before, it observed all these things continuously he is observing. And that is never leaving us. To pay attention to that, but we don't have the time to look at that side. We look at the activities, our ac actions, our thoughts, our expressions, there we finish our life. So, oh, it is to be discarded. That side is to be discarded and accept that which is this conscious Satchidananda aspect, which is constantly behind you and me giving the support and we call God. God, simplistic language, Ishara Sarvabhutanam Hridhase Arjuna Tishthati Oh Arjuna, Ishara, the Lord, seated in the heart of all beings. To look at that side and to reject that which is momentary and changeful. So this practice of Bhyaso and Vairagya, Abhyasa means, Rose, I'll forget this. I'll forget this next moment. But again remind yourself, no, that is in me. That divine, all the time. And it's always touching me, always holding me, always supporting me. I, with my happiness and in misery, in my suffering and in joy, that reality is with me all the time. I'm never alone. To hold on to that and to reject what is changing. So this is the idea of Bhyasa and Vairagya. And Rama put this question that how long we have to wait for God? The same, the same question. And Vasishta, the great sage Vasishta, he responded to this question. He said, Janmantara Satabhyastha Rama Sangshara Sangasthiti Oh Rama, you are in this world and worldliness, thinking this to be real. Janmantara Satabhyastha Because you have practiced this world life, this present thing which you see before your eyes as real. And you have been habituated thinking, this is me, this is me, this is me. And now you want to think that this is apparent and the real is that behind you. You have to practice. Janmantara Satabhyastha O Rama Sangsara Sangasthiti You have made yourself a seat in the world and worldliness. Satu Chirobhasa Yogeno Bina Without practicing that Abhyasa Repetitive practice. Repetitive reminder. Morning you remember. Next moment you remember. You forgot. Whenever you come don't question, no question of repentance. Oh, 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 my days are gone. That repentance has no meaning in life. Say, I have forgotten. Now let me remember. So, chiro abhyaso. Every moment you make this practice. Abhyaso, yogi novina, nakshiyate kachit. Your, this desire for the world, the craving for the world, and your leaning to the world of temporary world, or temporary joys and fun will never cease to be. Therefore, focus on your practice and practice and practice. One-pointed practice.
And if it is done, then you will see the truth is revealing in you. So, abhyaso, and this is why even we practice, our mind is not getting the net result. That because we have our attachment for other things. When we sit for meditation, why our mind does not go to that state where we get so much joy? Why? Because you see, the mind runs in other subject. Why it runs? Because mind once got some happiness or some type of experience, joy, or a bitter experience. Good experience, bad experience. But our mind goes in meditation time. Is it not? Not only in good things it go. It does not take you only to pleasurable experience or people or thoughts. Also it takes who has caused some suffering for you. Your mind moves there and goes on arguing with that person in meditation more. And you get good points there which you don't get it when you are angry and <laughs> exchanging your thoughts. That time you may forget certain points but in meditation that will come. That means we are, anyway, we have some inkling for our old associations of things. Now we have to change it. We can really deify everything. Any joy you got from anyone, when that face comes, why not say, who is behind this person? It is God. Connect, switch immediately to that object, to God. Anyone who has given some hard time for me. When that thought comes, why not think who is behind that person? As consciousness, God is there. So, penetrate the name and form outer crust and get into the substratum which is the divine. And if we can practice day and night, not only in the meditation time, morning or evening, but in every movement of our life, when you are walking, when you are interacting with people, when you are seeing the nature's beauty, when you are frustrated with somebody, why not let us see that who is behind this? Who is playing the, all this drama? It is only the Lord. And the Lord in me and Lord is there. So it is just elevating our consciousness. Not that we will have to do any extra job. We are doing the same job, only with a new angle of vision. And if we can continuously do that, our scriptures suggest that we will attain the goal. So, we pray to God today in Father's Day that we get such some yearning and right attitude to hold on to this principle, to see God everywhere, every day, in all our actions and make the life peaceful and reach God earliest possible. Thank you. Om Madhubhātāritāyate Madhuksharanti Shinnavaha Madhvirnashanto Shadihi Madhunaktam Utoshashi Madhumatpārthivagum Rajaha Madhuddhaurastunapita Madhumanno Banaspatihi Madhumagum Mastusurjaha Madhvir Gavu Havantunaha Ong Madhu Ong Madhu Ong Madhu Sweet blows the wind 
and the very ocean gives forth blessedness. May the herbs and plants bring us health and happiness. Sweet unto us be the nights and dawns. May every particle of Mother Earth be charged with blessings. May the heavens shower us with benediction. Sweet unto us be the noble forest trees. Sweet unto us the radiant sun. Sweet unto us be all living creation. Om sweetness, Om harmony, Om peace. You've been listening to the Voice of Vedanta podcast from the Vedanta Society of Southern California. Thanks for listening.